Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. This is episode 762, and I'm joined today by a guest who believes and lives with honor, courage, and commitment. Edwin, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, whatever part of the world you're listening to. And thank you, Kellen, for having me here today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And we briefly talked a little bit ahead of time about creating purpose, prosperity, and joy. And I shared with you that my goal, of course, is to help 50 million people to uh, discover their gifts and to choose to serve with them as the best way to make an impact in the world. Uh, you gave me the words honor, courage, and commitment to start with. Tell me a little bit about those. Where, where did they come from? Why did they become your words that you live by and that you teach with? Yes, yes. And uh, and I think we missed the first one, which is faith. So my core, my main core values are faith, honor, courage, and commitment. And it starts with faith. Everything that we do in life and everything that I do in life, I think everything has to do with faith. Number one, faith in believing in God, which is my higher power. And number two, of having faith in myself, knowing that whatever I want to achieve, I can accomplish it by looking at myself and really believing in myself. And I think when you don't have that belief in yourself, that you don't have that strong belief in yourself or in a higher power or something outside than you, it's very hard to achieve a lot of things because of that. And then uh, the three core values. I know I was ingrained this audition of three core values when I was young. My mom, when I was a little kid, was telling me, you know, always be a man of your word, always keep your word. And as I started growing up uh, watching movies, uh, and, and this is funny because it was a, it's a Scarface movie. And I'm sure everybody heard of Scarface. Um, they always used to say, you know, you, your word means anything. I only have two things in this world. Is either my world or my, you know, my friend. So word, uh, keeping your word was the, the very important one. But when I went into the military, into the Marines, they really deeply ingrained honor, courage, commitment. Those are the Marine Corps core values. And honor means just be a person of word. If you say you're going to do something, do it and do it with honor. Uh, if you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, Make it with honor. Be happy of what you're doing in your life. And courage. Be courageous. Um, there's a lot of things in our lives that we're going to be afraid of doing. But if you would take that courage, if we take that one step forward into executing the things that we want in our life, that's doing things with courage. And I think I've been blessed enough that because of the courage that I have, I have been able to achieve so many things in my life and I achieved most of my childhood dreams. And the last one is commitment. You know, when I do something, I'm committed to doing. When I got married, uh, even though I was raised without a father, even though I was raised by a single mother and not having a father figure around, I was unfortunate to tell you that I just celebrated my 12-year anniversary uh, with my wife. And why? Because the moment that I was committed to being in a relationship, the moment that I got committed to being a husband, I had been committed all along. And there's been a lot of struggles along the way, major struggles, but that commitment is what keeps me going day in and day out. 
Thank you, and I love those words, and they are words that remind us that there is something higher going on. And I want to go back to the first one, faith, because I love that, and, you know, people call it the universe, God, higher power, and you referred to God, which is also how, how I think of it. We live in a world right now, we've got a war going on in Europe, we've got inflation, we've got a tech layoffs, uh, we've got supply shortages of this, that, and the other, from baby formula a while ago to whatever. What do you say to a person, because uh, this, you know, you're grounded in faith. I have two questions, really, and we'll come to the second one in a minute, but what do you say to someone who says there's too much evil going on, too much negative stuff, too much hardship? How can I have any faith? Well, and that's what I will say is that because you don't have faith, because you're you're not grounded to what you really believe in, that's why you're being part of what the world is all about. And it's all this black, this negative, all those things going around that. The moment that you start focusing into what really matters in your life, into your faith, into your believing yourself, then you start standing and setting your ground and standing up for what you truly believe in and putting those things away and you know, the, the beautiful thing is when you started this this podcast today, the first thing that you said, you want to help 15 million people. You know, it seems so many people, but you really understand that you know that there's abundance in this world, right? So the moment that we start putting all those negative things out of our life, the moment that we really start think, sticking to our faith and grounding ourselves into what we really believe in, we'll notice that there's abundance of that as well, because there's an abundance of everything in this world. I, I love that, and there really is. There is abundance of opportunity. There's abundance of money. There's abundance of resource, and and all of those things. So, were, were there were there a few things? One, two, three. I don't know that have happened in your life that have brought you to this certainty about faith in a higher power and faith that there is opportunity and abundance. Like, you didn't accidentally get there. So what has happened that brought you to where you declare boldly the importance of faith, which I agree with, by the way. But what what happened to bring Edwin there? Well, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, so I'll share the most important one in my life, right? And it was... Growing up, I grew up Catholic, and now I'm Christian. And while I was growing up, um, at 18 years old, I was hanging around with the wrong crowd, with people of the world, and um, I got in trouble for trying to steal some rims, and I got arrested. So the first thing that I did when I went home, uh, I got on my knees, and I prayed, and I said, God, I am so sorry. Please forgive me from this moment forward. I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to do the right thing always and never, you know, try to lie, cheat, and steal. And then sure enough, at that moment, I felt God in my life. I, I saw God. like I, I had that vision of seeing God touching me and telling them, I'm going to take care of you. And sure enough, from that moment forward, my life changed completely. Like I could tell you that when I went into the Marine Corps, I got to do what only the, five, the top 5% of the Marines get to do, and it's travel the world, guard the American embassies, and have an awesome military career that the 95% of the other Marines don't get to do. And it's because of that faith that I ask God what I want in my life. And I ask my higher power, because if you don't, if you don't want to hear the word God, because it's my God, but you know, if you want to hear your words, the higher power, I ask my higher power 
you know, this is what I want in my life. And I got everything that I have gotten in my life until today. So I, I, I love uh, relating to connecting with God, the creator of all things and the giver of purpose and direction. And sometimes people f- fret about how come things are happening to me. Like you described submitting to, you know, saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. I, I'm going to be better. I won't do this. And, and having a fo- powerful experience that you know for yourself is the result of that and consistent action after that and receiving opportunities and blessings that wouldn't have come. Um, <clears throat> if, if someone says and believes with all their heart that life is happening to them and they got a raw deal and stuff is unfair and, you know, they got sick or they got lost their job or their partner betrayed them or their parents beat them or whatever it is. And all those things are real and do happen. And that makes them say, I don't believe in God. He wouldn't let all this crap happen to me. Like, how do you begin to uh, soften that kind of a heart? Um, and it, it, I, I love the, this question, and thank you for this, because it makes me reflect on last year. Last year, I was in London at a speaking event, and I just spoke from my experience, because that's one of the things that we can do the best, just speak from my experience, right? And there was this gentleman, he was 60-plus 60, 60 years old, came to me and told me, Edwin, my life has never been fulfilled because... I don't have the passion that you have that you just spoke about God in stage. I'm like, how do you get close to God? And I started talking to him and telling him, you know, this is what you do is to start building that relationship with God. And it was very simple. Just, you know, pick up the Bible, go to church, you know, just it's okay to talk about God and it's okay to say that word God and just speak to him. And when people don't have that belief, when people don't have uh, that notion that because everything has happened to them, we have to think back and is that, Things happen to us because of the choices that we make. And every time we make a choice that we make a decision, we have to say to ourselves, okay, do I choose to learn from this or do I choose to, to continue doing the same thing over and over again? And to me, it has always been a learning experience. Everything negative has happened in my life has been a negative experience. And if we go back into the Bible and we read the Bible, it says that God is never going to give you something that you cannot handle because he's preparing you for something bigger, for something greater. I mean, my life has been the same thing, that every time I have taken a fall and every time um, an ex-girlfriend has cheated on me or every time something has happened to me in my life was a learning experience so I could learn from that and not make the same mistakes. And next time around, it was much better. And every time it came out much better and much better and much better. So yes, that doesn't make the things that happens to us happen to them, the bad things happen to us. He just make sure that he gives us the choices. And just like Adam, Adam and Eve had their choice of eating from the forbidden fruit um, or not, we have the same choice of doing the right thing or not doing the wrong, not doing the right thing. And it's which path do we want to go? Do we want to focus on the negative path or do we want to focus on the positive path? And I always tell my kids and tell people, you know, we have two choices in life. We either choose to be the victim or the victor. And it is, it's only your choice. You know, I come from, again, a very humble home, very humble beginnings. I come from a single mother. Uh, I come from a third world country. So if you start thinking about me, or I, if I start living on that victim mentality, I have all odds against me. But look where I am today. 
I'm in front of you. I'm being able to deliver my message to all your listeners. You know, why? Because I chose to be the victor and I chose to choose the positive path. Thank you for that. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's never too late to change direction. And the longer we spend worrying about what's behind us, the more weight we carry facing the future. And if we, if we yes. learn from and then let it go, why, then we can move forward clearly and powerfully. You said something that I want you to elaborate on a little bit. You said that the events of our lives... Even though sometimes somebody else did something to us, you know, hit us with a car or cheated on us or stole from us or whatever, people do stuff. You said those hardships are refining us. I'm, I may be paraphrasing a little, but they're giving us the opportunity to prepare for something greater, to be more powerful, more refined, more capable. Uh, what... What makes you, I agree with that too, by the way, so this is not an argument. What makes you have the audacity to say that even difficult things can refine us if we decide to make them do that? Um, it goes back into from personal experience. That's what makes me say that, right? Because I'm talking about my experiences at this moment. And um, going back into a couple of things, going back into my life, when I was in, in, the, in the American embassy in Moscow, uh, my superior told me that I was going to be just like Lontry. And if you know who Lontry was, that, you know, he betrayed the United States and gave a, um, confidential secrets to the, the Russian spies. And he told me I was going to be that kind of person. And, you know, to me, that really put me down. He was, he was a person that was trying to put me down because he saw the value that I had. You know, he saw the type of person that I was and he was trying to go against who I was. And I didn't let that stop me. But the other one that really hurt me back then from another Marine was that he called me the master, the jack of all trades master or not. And for many, many years, that really like was hurting me in my heart. Like, I'm like, I'm never going to be good in, in, in anything. I'm never going to be great in anything because I'm just the jack of all trades, master and on. But the moment that I stopped living and I start focusing into that as negative and I started embracing that, oh my God, my life just completely changed. Why? Because today I could tell you, I am the jack of all trades, master and on. And I love that to be that type of person because I know a little bit about everything. And that's why I'm able to go and have multiple industries and run multi-million dollar companies in different industries because I know a little bit about everything. But I am an expert on one thing, which is scaling companies. So it's always good to start embracing the negative things that we throw are negatives in our lives. Start embracing that because the moment that we embrace that into our lives, the moment that I embrace being raised by a single mother, meaning that now I value that woman and I value my wife because for the hard job that they do, the moment that we start embracing that, you know, growing up without a father wasn't a failure, it was a blessing because now I get to be the best father that I could be. And I don't have nothing negative to veer me from how a bad father or a good father should be. Now I can make my own history and figure out how the type of father that I want, that I want to be, the type of man that I want my kids to find in the future because I'm giving them like this high standard of what a man should be like. So I love that. And I love the emphasis on personal choice and responsibility. Um, <clears throat> when a person embraces this idea and says, you know what, I can be better, I can have mastery over my destiny, I can 
develop my gifts, I can make a difference and make money and create businesses, one, two, five, ten, however many, I can do that. And then, then they run up against um, the inevitable entrepreneurial squiggles and journeys and the setbacks and get smashed and stuff like... You know, you and I both know people that this COVID thing wrecked their business. And yeah. uh, in the 2008 recession a few years ago trashed, you know, some people. And those stories ran around for 10 years. Uh, when those kinds of things happen, even to people that have said, I'm going to do this. I know I can. I know I should. Yay. And they sing a cool song. But then they get smashed. How do you help someone like that reclaim control? Okay, so on that sense, it's working within us, right? We always need to start working in ourselves first because we can never help anybody or anything in our lives if we don't work in ourselves. And going back into, you just mentioned the recession in 2008. I lived through that. I made over $20 million and I had over $20 million in assets in 2008 and I lost everything from one day to the next. I was broke, bankrupt. And at that moment, for a few months, I was looking at myself and I was being the victim. I was looking at myself like, I'm a failure. I'm a loser. How can I get through this? Like, how did I lose all this money? And the moment that I took that as a learning lesson, and that's when I went about, about go back and I said, everything in our lives is learning lessons and God doesn't give us anything we cannot handle because he's setting up our greatness. The moment that I understood that, the moment that I had that mind shift of learning all the mistakes and realizing, okay, I went bankrupt because I wasn't, um, recession-proof, ready. I, I, I went bankrupt because number, I was extremely over-leveraged. I went bankrupt because I was focused on money and not on a purpose. So the moment that I realized those things and I switched my mindset and I opened my mind for new opportunities, a brand new opportunity came my way and I was able to become and be successful again in less than two years and make millions I have a thriving business and be back on top again, but actually living an amazing life and living my life to the fullest, meaning accomplishing all my childhood dreams and making sure every single one of my businesses from there on is recession-proof. So when COVID happened, my business was thriving. My business kept moving. Why? So I learned from that experience that I went bankrupt. I learned from that. Hiring the right mentors, hiring the right people in my life, the right people, meaning not only for business, but the right people to help me deal with the problems that I have growing up, to help me dealing, figure out how to be a good husband, how to figure out how to be a good father, how to build a better relationship with my God because I thought I had a relationship and I didn't have a relationship. All I had was a belief in God, but I didn't know what having a real relationship with God meant and it was until now. So all those things was working in myself, working in me first and figuring out what do I need to do to continue moving forward and learning from those mistakes that I made back in the past. So you've said a couple of things that are really, really worth digging into, and that is you referred, both with your gestures and your language, to beginning inside instead of outside. And the recession of 2008 or COVID or whatever happened out there, but you said that the learning started inside, choices you made about who... You are going to be and how you're going to behave and how you're going to learn from all these things. And we live in a world right now where the common thing is to look outside and to blame everything and everybody else. 
how do you help a person take that, begin to make the shift in responsibility from outside, which is victim, everything's done to me, to choosing to, to learn their sovereign right to choose and their ability to start inside and create their world? Um, first thing I like to do is I like to start with making them become aware. What are their habits? What are their beliefs? What are their uh, things, their limiting beliefs that is holding them back from achieving their great life that they want? Because we all have limiting beliefs. We all hit ceilings. Uh, you know, you might have a great business, but your business never breaks that $1 million revenue or maybe never breaks that $500,000 revenue. And that's only a limiting belief because a lot of people say, oh, I want to have a $20 million business, but they're afraid to spend a million dollars in advertising. And in order for you to get to that level, you need to understand that if you want the millions, you need to spend millions. Like it just doesn't work that you could spend hundreds and get to millions. No, you have to be willing and you have to understand that your mind has to grow to that level and in your life as well. If you want to have a relationship of 20 years, you can't expect to hang out with a bunch of single guys all the time and expect to be married for 20 years because it's going to take you to divorce. So it's all about having that balance in life and it's all about life and business that you have to work in yourself and understand that what is it that I believe? What are my habits? What are my values? What are my limiting beliefs? What's holding me back? What does my daily schedule look like? Because if you want to have a great work ethic, but you wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning and you only work a few hours a day and you're really not focused and not consistent on the things that you're doing, you're never going to become really successful. So what are your habits? What are, you know, what are things that are holding you back? And not only in that, but in health, you know, taking care of your temple. Your body is your temple. And if you're not taking care of your temple of your body, then you're not going to feel good about yourself. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. So I love I love that too, and that's good good thoughts and practical stuff. Because it's one thing to say, "Well, you ought to do this," but I can tell from your conversation that you practice these things: taking care of your body, and you know, staying focused and identifying specifically what you believe. Now, I don't know if you do this or not, but my my guess is that you have some kind of a practice or a daily process to. Start your day. People sometimes people call it a morning routine or a morning ritual to remind yourself who you are, to jumpstart, you know, to get focused on what's today about. People describe it lots of different yes. ways. So I'm assuming, and maybe you don't, but I'm assuming you have something like that. Do you? Yes, yes, I do. Um, Tell me all about it, because I, <clears throat> the way I think about it, I know I'm interrupting you, but the way I think about it is an athlete doesn't warm up after the game. No. So if you don't warm up, like, I don't know why God made us to sleep away a third of our lives, but he did. So we die every night and we wake up every day or reborn. So if you don't create yourself in the day, your circumstances will. So I want to hear what your preparation's like. Right. So, so for me in the morning, it's waking up in the morning and uh, looking at myself in the mirror. First thing is kind of going out, looking at myself in the mirror and holding a smile for one minute. Uh, to start the day off right, because it's hard. If you if you try, like people used to see me back in the day, if you look at me 10 years ago, I'd be the type of person that wouldn't smile as much. And nowadays I hold a smile most of the time. I'm like, and I used to look at people, I'm like, why are they always smiling? Why do they have a smile all the time? And it, it's hard work. It's teaching yourself to smile. And then because we have so many muscles in our face, 
that is the hardest muscle to really get to smile, right? And so you start getting more scientific into that. But um, I try to hold the smile for like about a minute. Just look at myself in the mirror, hold the smile for about a minute. And while I'm doing that, I'm looking at myself and telling myself how great I am, how good I am, how blessed I am, how thankful I am for everything in my life, everything that I have in my life, and just go through my affirmations. And then at that moment, you know, do the routine, wake up my kids, help my wife and my kids, yeah, feed the dogs, take the dogs out. But while, while I'm taking a shower, I'm listening uh, into something positive, self-development. Either I'm listening to a service from one of my favorite pastors or I'm listening to a book that I'm listening at to at the moment. So it's constantly kind of working my mind, helping my mind improve with time versus just change with time. And I think that's one of the biggest things is that we have to continuously be improving ourselves as time passes by instead of just let past time go and just change with time. I love that phrase. Uh, we have to improve with time and not just change with time. So that's well said, and I, I, I enjoy that uh, explanation. <clears throat> so I, I know that you have, you, said, you mentioned you have several businesses and that you started over again after the recession and lost uh, a bunch of stuff like many did. Tell us how you, the phrase I use is add good to the world. And, you know, my 50 million is about helping people discover their talents and then make a choice to develop them and serve with them, which you're clearly doing. So how is Edwin adding good to the world? How am I adding good to the world? I don't know how exactly I'm adding good to the world, but I know that everything that I do, it has a purpose and, 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 and the purpose is to be good, right? So I guess adding good to the world starts with myself, being the right person, uh, being kind. Uh, being loving, being humble, always staying humble. And um, I think the more money that you have, it just exemplifies the type of person that you are. So I want to make sure that as my wealth and everything else in my life continues to grow, that I'm able to project that uh, my faith through God, it's amazing. And I'm reaching the things that I'm reaching in my life because of God and everybody could do that, right? That's number one. But in my business, in my business, it's a, it's a business that I, I look at everything, that everything has a purpose, like I mentioned, right? So when we go into my transportation company, we deliver frozen goods, uh, refrigerated goods throughout the United States. So my company, their purpose is that to make sure that people are able to continue eating, whether we're in a good recession or bad recession, we're delivering their products to their homes. But at the same time, the, the bigger my businesses grows, the more families I'm able to help because the more people I'm able to hire in my business. On my development company, which is my wealth, wealth creation vehicle on that one, uh, the purpose of that one is to build the American dream. You know, everybody dreams about having this amazing house of having a house or having the first house. So every time I build a house is deliver as much value as I can because that is somebody else's dream. It doesn't matter what kind of dream it is. It doesn't matter what kind of house it is. But it's somebody else's dream, whether it's a, so a $5 wanna... million dollar house or a million or a hundred thousand dollar house, it's somebody else's dream. So, Mene, I, I want you to keep going, but I want to uh, interrupt you for a minute. When I ask you how you're adding good to the world, it surprised you a little bit. And what I want to do first is acknowledge you because, you know, making sure that you're the best person you can be puts you in a place of love and service. That's adding good to the world. Your focus on creating 
uh, hiring people and ha- helping others, you know, have a living and providing that stuff, that is adding good to the world. So it wasn't intended to be a trick question at all. No, I wanted no. you to focus and, and, and realize, and I want the people that are listening to realize every time you or I or they choose to be of service and do good, you are adding good to the world. And I interrupted you after the contractor thing or after the development thing because my son owns a construction company and he has done work for a lot of home builders and other things. And he talks had talked talks to me regularly about how some companies it's all about the price cutting corners and shoddy stuff and others deliver value and make sure that stuff is done well and you mentioned that about making sure that things are done well and so i just mentioned that because he's talked to me about that a lot and he's had to come in and fix building envelopes and other things when there's water problems and all the rest of the stuff that you'll be familiar with so i really appreciate those things and if there's more i want to hear it i just needed to to put that in the middle (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome thank you and and the last is uh mentoring and helping uh, people scale their companies and live their fulfilled life and i think that's one of the biggest ones which is just me jumping on a podcast with you and sharing my story because I know that maybe out of a thousand people that listen that we're able to impact somebody's life by giving them the one little golden nugget of whether, you know, getting your business ready for recession or believe in God and live life to the fullest or whatever thing it is. So as much as I could give value to people, I think that's how I'm changing the world little by little. It is, and it's adding good to the world. So I want to know... I want you to tell us so that people can find you. Where's the best way to find you? Your website, your social handles, if you want, whatever you want to to share, so people can find you and learn more about your stuff. Yes, the best one is uh, my website, edwincarrion.com, or you can find me in all my social media channels at edwincarrion78. And once you go to my website, edwincarrion.com, you could download a free copy of my book, which is called Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business. Uh, download a copy of the book, and I'll tell you everything that I do, my biggest secrets of how myself and a bunch of my millionaire friends uh, became successful through those nine secrets. And they're very small secrets, simple secrets. I share with you one of them today many times, which is having faith. And it starts with that. That's fabulous. I want to thank you for being with us today, for making a choice to be a person of inspiration and faith, even though you've built other businesses that could be viewed as not part of the personal development stuff. You've got, you know, delivery and construction and other kinds of things, yet you choose to share that uh, message of hope and possibility. So thanks for being with us today and sharing your heart. Thank you, Kevin, for having me here. I really appreciate it. And uh, if I could leave you with one last thing, and it happened just this weekend that when I went to church, uh, the pastor said 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 8. And it talks about love, right? Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boost. Um, and what I loved about that, what he said was that if you replace the word love with your name, it gives us so much meaning into everything that we do. And it becomes like when I read it from my side, it goes, Edwin is patient, Edwin is kind. Edwin does not envy, Edwin does not boost, Edwin is not proud. Edwin does not dishonor others. He's not self-seeking and is not easily angered. And he goes, he always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So we replace that with love. That's who love is. That's what love is. Love is God and love is us that if we love ourselves so much, that's who we become. 
I love that, and thank you. And I loved your mirror exercise. One of the things I have clients do is look in the mirror in their own eyes and say, I love you. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable for people to get started with that. So what you shared was beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, and have a blessed day. I want each of you that are listening to this to go back and listen to a couple a couple of times and take a couple of notes because y- you have to make some change. Nothing happens until you take action, and you know that. So pick the one or two things that that Edwin said that really matter and then take action. And in that way, you'll be able to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your